0: A herniated disc is a painful, frustrating, but quite common problem. So to tell us more about this back and neck pain, we are joined by Dr. Ahmed Saleh, an orthopedic spine surgeon at the Bone and Joint Center at Maimonides, one of America's 100 best hospitals for orthopedic surgery, according to Healthgrades. This is my Med Talk. I'm your host, Caitlin White. So, doctor, let's start simple today. If we are diagnosed with a herniated disc, what does that mean? What has happened in our body?
1: Well, I like to explain uh, herniated discs to my patients by first explaining that the spine is made up of a lot of different bones. And in between the bones of the spine, there's a disc that kind of works as a shock absorber. And sometimes in some patients, this shock absorber or or disc can move slightly out of place. And uh, if it moves out of place, that sometimes could cause pain or it could cause some pressure on an adjacent nerve in the area, which could also cause pain kind of either down the leg or the arm, depending on where the disc herniation is. So patients will often refer to things such as bulges or herniations, and uh, they're kind of... Ways that we describe these discs on imaging, and essentially it means that there's the disc that is slightly out of place from where it should be.
0: Well, that kind of leads me into my next question Can you tell us about the specific symptoms of a herniated disc? How would we know this is not just regular back or neck strain?
1: Yeah, so herniated discs can cause a very broad spectrum of symptoms depending on the severity of uh, the herniation uh, and also the location of the herniation. So a minor disc bulge or minor disc herniation could sometimes just cause pure either neck or back pain. But if it starts impinging on the nerves in the lower back, it could cause uh, things like lower back spasms. It could also cause things of what we call a radiculopathy, which means that you'll have radiating shooting pain down the leg or even numbness or tingling in the leg from nerve compression, that's possible. And sometimes if it's a very, very massive disc herniation in the lower back, it could even cause uh, more severe symptoms like things like bowel or bladder dysfunction is even possible from uh, disc herniations. In the neck, it could also uh, cause different issues. A radiculopathy in the neck, meaning nerve compression in the neck could cause radiating uh, of pain down the arm or numbness and tingling in the hand. But it disc the neck could also cause spinal cord compression, which could also create a constellation of symptoms, which we refer to as myelopathy, which could include things like changes in fine motor control, gait instability, or even upper or lower extremity weakness.
0: On that note, when should we reach out to a doctor and what goes into diagnosing this?
1: Yeah, so I think uh, anytime you are experiencing persistent pain in the neck or the back, I think it's worth always to talk to your primary doctor about that. Usually, the primary doctor's can work this up or even send you for treatment initially. I think it's important to see a surgeon when those um, symptoms become uh, persistent despite other treatments. I think that if you are having severe pain, that is unrelenting, then certainly it's uh, worth seeing a surgeon. If you're having any weakness, any severe numbness or tingling, or even severe neurological symptoms such as bowel, bladder, dysfunction, those are times that you should either go to the emergency room or see a surgeon. Now, uh, in terms of diagnosis, diagnosis can be pretty straightforward for disc herniations. The gold standard to really diagnose a disc herniation would be to obtain an MRI of either the neck or the back, uh, depending on where the symptoms are. An MRI does a great job at showing us all the discs in the back and also all the nerves, so we're able to tell if there's any pressure on, on the nerves.
0: Well, I'm sure our listeners are waiting to hear about some treatment options. So what can we do, you know, at home or just in the office to ease the pain and possibly fix a herniated disc?
1: In terms of uh, treatment... The the vast majority of patients are treated non-operatively with disc herniations. More than 80% of people with these disc herniations uh, don't require any type of uh, surgical intervention. So most of the patients are treated non-operatively. Now, it's simple things. Uh, Initially, we start things like anti-inflammatory medications that are over-the-counter, and these can help decrease inflammation and pain. Other things that we recommend are stretching exercises or physical therapy, In order to help with the pain and the symptoms. And these are kind of focused, usually uh, to do things like heat and massage and stretching and nerve gliding exercises to help decrease the patient's symptoms. And most of the time, uh, that does alleviate the patient's symptoms. It could take time for these things to improve. I would say uh, that patients should try physical therapy for at least six weeks or so. Those are probably some of the best at home treatments that you could do before trying anything invasive. And if
0: these options aren't working, what would our next steps be?
1: Yeah. Well, if your pain and symptoms haven't really improved with things like anti-inflammatory medications and physical therapy, if at that point you still haven't gotten an MRI, uh, at that point I do recommend imaging of the back in order to kind of get a more definitive diagnosis as to where exactly the disc herniation is and where it's coming from. And once we are able to identify the exact area of the disc herniation and where it's coming from, we usually will work together with our pain management colleagues and refer the patient for what we call a epidural injection. And these injections are uh, cortisone injections focused around the area where the nerve is being compressed. And this can oftentimes help alleviate both the back pain as well as the radicular symptom, which is the pain uh, shooting down the leg that oftentimes also helps significantly reduce the patient's pain and symptoms. Obviously, if the injections over time do not help, sometimes surgical management has to be considered at that point. If the non-surgical treatment options aren't working and surgery has to be considered, surgery could vary significantly between either the neck or the lower back. Sometimes surgery could be a very small minor procedure, what we call a lumbar microdiscectomy, where we make about an inch incision, go down to the nerve, free up the nerve, make more room for the nerve, and pull out the, the disc herniation that's causing the pressure on the nerve. Sometimes in the neck, that's not possible. So, The neck, we have to go in through the front of the neck oftentimes and remove the entire disc and then either do what's called a disc replacement or a disc fusion at that level. So the treatments can change, but the surgical treatments for either the neck and the back do work very reliably to help alleviate patients' pain and symptoms.
0: Doctor, as we wrap up here, you know, my boyfriend has a herniated disc, and it's really changed his life. he's getting treatments, but recovery is still so far away. Any final thoughts for people listening who may be struggling with this now?
1: yeah, I think my my recommendation would be to to certainly listen to your doctors, listen to your therapists, and kind of work closely with them this is I think some people have a misconception that something like back pain or disc herniation will just last a week or two and improve over time. My recommendation is is, is to be patient. These things do take quite a long time sometimes in some patients to resolve and improve. But like I mentioned, the vast majority of patients don't need surgery and improve with time. So that I think is uh, very important to note. I would also tell him that if he hasn't yet seen, you know, uh, someone who is a spine surgeon or specialist and he has persistent pain despite treatment, I think it's worth getting your back checked out because it's very important to get an accurate diagnosis in order to know what exactly is going on and how to treat it best.
0: Well, doctor, thank you so much for your time and work in helping people with these issues. I know this episode will help so, so many. For more information, you can visit MIMO.org or call 718-283- Seven four zero zero to make an appointment with Dr. Soleil. This has been my talk. I'm your host, Caitlin White. Stay well.